Yo guys, welcome to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. Welcome to the very first ever live Patreon video version of the podcast. If you're watching this on Patreon, welcome. Uh, this is the first ever one. This is all of our beautiful faces. In It feels fucking weird, dudes. I'm not going to lie. I look at When we record these, we do this via like webcam anyway, but doing it, actually then knowing this is actually going to go on the internet. With our faces. He's weird as fuck. But um, <laughs> obviously I've got Reese on my left and I've got Andy on my right. Yeah, how are you both doing? I am very good. Uh, it's weird now because we can actually like... Normally I'm sitting there making facial expressions to something someone's saying. <laughs> and then someone's going to reference it verbally. But now it can be <laughs> actually seen. <laughs> but how, how is everyone else? Yeah, I'm uh, good. I'm on day six of not drinking. Um, first, first real test comes tomorrow because it's my birthday, so I will have to uh, see. But uh, I think it should be fine. We've I've got like two bottles of ale still in the fridge, and I haven't been tempted yet. So, yeah, once you get past like the first bit, but like I said, it's always like a really weird test right at the start because it's my birthday like seven days after I always decide to quit drinking. So it's one of those I haven't drunk on my birthday for about four years, I think now. So it should be all right. It should be all right. Awesome. We'll have a birthday for tomorrow for sure. Um, yeah. So this is so weird. I cannot stress to you guys how weird this is. I tell you, it's like so. I recorded my first <laughs> of a YouTube video all over again. Um, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about jobs and our favourite jobs, our worst jobs, and this is actually <clears throat> quite apt because, and I've not told the boys yet this yet, and I've not told because it only happened literally two hours ago. I actually got my redundant today, so oh shit! <laughs> not to make anyone feel bad or anything, but so I'm in a really quite va- 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 vampy mood today about about work. So I'm in a mood for a dog fight. If anyone wants an argument about work, <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be a good one, I reckon. But um, yeah, we decided to kind of talk about job stuff because it's relatable. Everybody's will have a job at some point in their life. Or everyone's had a job they hate. Everyone's had a job they love. And Andy has alluded to the past to some great stories about a famous, um, what would you call it, like TV store chain? I don't yeah, know. rental. Rental, store. yeah. I've got some stories, some horror stories about working in kitchens. And Reese, well, God only knows I'm what Reese is going to bring to the table. I'm, God only I'm knows. here for the ride. I'm he's here, here for the ride. He's here for the ride, for sure. Um, so. I guess the best place to start would probably be with Andy being the oldest out of the... the as you can now tell by our beautiful young faces here. Um, uh, yeah, so what was your first job, Andy? Uh, the first job I actually went to, <laughs> uh, because I did get a job in a fish and chip shop or like a fish and chip restaurant washing up. I got halfway there and thought, fuck it, and went home. So I didn't actually do that. So, um, and then my next job was working in a shoe shop uh, that my mate got me um, and, I, and I worked there for two days and I left because my mum was a, a Jehovah Witness at the time and um, she told one of her um, friends that I was working and one of her Jehovah Witness friends and she came in and buried, like, like I'm not religious at all and she came in and she goes oh well done I get this job Jehovah will be so happy that you're clothing his children's feet and all this <laughs> And I was like, oh, fuck, that was right in front of everybody. So I left that. Um, So so your mum was a Jehovah's Witness, but now isn't? She's not, no. She's a Mormon now. (laughs) 
Right? Fair. I was like, I was just thinking about that for a second. I was like, so she was, and now she isn't, and now she's a Mormon. Yeah. Fair yeah. play, fair play. There's, there's, like, there's a long story there, which yeah. isn't, isn't for me to sort of tell, really. But, um, and next yeah, so... podcast, religion. <laughs> oh, fucking like, oh, I'm not touching that one. Is she, like, is she like one of these football fans that like supports Man United, then Liverpool? Oi, <laughs> leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so my next job that actually had any sort of like length to it, I actually had four jobs at once. So one was I was washing up in a restaurant, uh, cleaning a pub in the morning, collecting money for a football club charity. And then another one was I was um, uh, putting inserts into newspapers for the news agents across the road. So I had like four jobs at once. Uh, this is when I was 15, I think during the summer holidays so um yeah so but yeah they were all pretty crap sort of i haven't really got anything interesting to say about those really because uh yeah they're just I mean, like just i mean how was it working during the blitz was it was it difficult or did you <laughs> did you find it hard or i'm only 35 tomorrow uh and, and yes it was because people kept on saying you know this this blitz is a is a, it's a, it's a hoax you know i'm, I'm not turning my lights off Yes, because <laughs> Sandra on uh, on Blitzbook <laughs> Blitz or Blitter said, you know that it's not true. You know the bombs aren't real. You know, no. Um, yeah. So yes, but for, those, for, those, like, for those that don't know what Anne is alluding to, go follow him on Twitter. He likes to antagonise Annie Vaxes, which yeah. is <laughs> the highlight of my day. Whenever I'm on Twitter, I have to say. No, yeah, I've seen, so, I've seen, like I said, the, there was nothing interesting there. Go on, Reece, oh, sorry. The thing, the thing you shared earlier on Facebook with the how last I, I, I don't know what the post was, but you, you, it's quite ironic. You shared something a year oh, ago. Oh yeah, the, about, uh, the thing from a year <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, I was cracking up at work. Yeah, uh, so that is so funny. The thing is, it was basically I don't know what the actual original story was, but it basically, it's one of these fucking dickheads who likes to think. <laughs> It's gone off onto a rant already. It's all these dickheads who like to think they can film the police and they're not doing anything <laughs> wrong. And he was wearing a mask or something, like, out, hanging outside. But this was back in January last year. I shared this on Facebook. So he, before we even knew what COVID was a thing. And he was hanging out around outside of school. So he had kids going to the school. And he was wearing, like, a mask. I don't know if he was on a bike or something. It's cold, so I can understand why he was wearing a mask, you know. Uh, but the teacher basically reported him to the police and said, you know... Um, you know, he's wearing a mask and wanting to take it off. And, like, the policeman was like, you know, take it off. And he's like, oh, you know, it's, it's my human right and all this sort of shit and filming them all and everything. But I just find it funny that, like, now I'm sharing, like, oh, what a dickhead. Why is he not taking his mask off? And then this year it's like, what a dickhead. Why is he not putting his mask on? So, yeah, it's... Uh, it does make yeah. me laugh with the, with the, with the maskers. Uh, you know that scene in Hot Fuzz and they're sitting in the cop car and he's like, why has he got his hood up? He's like, because he's fuck ugly. <laughs> Why is he wearing a mask? Because he's fuck ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny that sort of thing from the year, uh, how a year changes. Like, but like I said on, on Facebook, he's the sort of person who wouldn't wear a mask now. Yeah, yeah. It's people, man, it's just annoying. You'd have burned it in his back garden, in his mother's back garden, <laughs> the age yeah. of 30 or something. Yeah. He's the sort of person who would like take a, a cookie. Um, mobile phone and pretend he's on the phone in the car and when the police pull him over he's got he eats a cookie have you seen those videos no but 
probably doesn't surprise you. Yeah, people just like you know they they think they're being funny, and they're not the dickheads. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, my my first job was so my C. This is nothing to be proud of, but my CV is about fifty five pages long because I have done everything and anything for money. And that does sound worse than it's meant to. Um, but yeah, my first job, and it's the job that I've actually probably held down the longest, was a Saturday job in uh, a discount store. I'm not going to name names and companies and stuff just for liable reasons. You two can do what you want, but I can't. I don't trust anybody listening to my podcast. <laughs> There's people out to get me, I tell you. Plotbusters um, aren't a thing anymore, so Plotbusters yeah, yeah, is everything the else. Ones, yeah. The ones that are still a thing and still liable, I'm not going to... But um, no, to be fair. What are you going to um, charge me a late fee? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it was um, it's actually QD. If that, if you guys are familiar, obviously those in the UK will know what I'm talking about. But those Reese is looking very confused about uh, yeah. QD. It's an English, it's an English, um, discount store, a bit like Pound Stretcher, but um, okay. where basically your the product is worth more than what you are, or so it seems. You know, it's what. But, like, do you not think like working somewhere like Poundland is really demoralising? Because the yeah, stuff is I mean, probably worth more than what you are to them. We'll, we'll get on to retail oh, right. in the moment. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> to be fair, I've got nothing bad to say about a job. I stuck. I worked there as a Saturday boy, uh, and I worked there for like nearly three and a half years. And I remember getting my first like pay wage, like a month, and it was like. 170 quid for like a month's work and i remember like because obviously they work like four saturdays in a month and i remember just being like feeling the richest person alive <laughs> like i just had like, got all this money it was great but yeah some um, good times good times had i literally this will probably be the first time you the first and last time you hear of me in terms of jobs and this <laughs> because to, to to this date i've had one job, but that job is was meant to be in one company, but because of COVID and stuff, I've ended up with a CV as long as <laughs> as long as my arm because I've just been redeployed everywhere. <laughs> so redeployed um, like the army, ladies and gentlemen. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like every every week is a different thing. Farming. I was going to say you always come back and say like different random yeah. things you're doing. It's like, oh, this week I'm running turkeys everywhere. And then <laughs> yeah. after I'm on a building site, and it's like... <laughs> well, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Like, I won't go into, obviously, massive details because I still work in these places. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, and no. And also, been... Reese's boss famously listens to the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, he, ha- he has been partial to listen to it now and again. And the workers do as well, or the office ladies. Or sometimes I'll walk into the office... And I just be like, oh, I just listen to the podcast. And I was like, oh, <laughs> lovely. They're like, what do you mean? What do you mean by this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore what I say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I I, I kind of want to know because I remember like what Matt said about getting the, your first kind of pay slip. Um, I remember the first one I got. I was really shocked by the amount I got, but looking back at it now, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's like hardly anything. Well, did you did you uh, guys buy anything significant with your first? Yeah, that was what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna get to. What did you kind of buy in your first? 
pay stuff or what was the bit first like big thing you bought when you had your wages come through Bear, just talk amongst yourself. I will find it. Well, I'll tell you, show you something. The joy of audio, but just talk amongst yourself for two seconds. Okay, so I'll say what mine is then. So, just due to circumstances, I was um, looking after myself from quite a young age, just because my uh, my mum had to look after my nana, who uh, mother obviously who was really really ill um, with Alzheimer's. So, I was sort of like had to look after myself for a while so because obviously I said yeah. well I said I still had to go to school I didn't go to school uh but you know my mum expected me to bless her uh and um yeah I yeah so I just bought food and then like put money towards the electric bill and stuff like that so nothing really interesting unfortunately but um it was, it was like I said I, I don't regret that like being on my own really because it's made me like really independent now um yeah. So yeah, that's why again, that's why I had four jobs at once because I uh, was sort of looking after myself for a bit while my mum looked after my nana. So um, yeah, but so nothing really interesting. But I know that like I did buy things like obviously I always track myself to some computer games. I think Shenmue on the Dreamcast I think might have been in there. I seem to I remember buying that. Um, but yeah, I didn't really I, I didn't really sort of buy much. I was mainly buying PlayStation games and stuff like or Dreamcast games. Um, shows that again how old I am. Um, see, nothing really interesting, unfortunately. I do have a story about a job that I have later on where, like, I got my first significant amount, uh, yeah. which uh, I'll go into when, when we get to that job. But um, yeah, other than that, nothing, nothing really interesting. So I don't have anything interesting, but I do have something interesting. My dad got with his first wage packet, right? And he said to me, "He's it's a vinyl," and he gave me all of his vinyl, and he said, "Whatever you do." Don't sell them. He's like, sell them after I'm dead. I don't care when I'm dead. I'm dead. Don't worry about it. He said, but while I'm alive, don't sell them. If you don't want to have them anymore, I'll take them back because they mean a lot to him sentimentally. But he bought this record. Oh, wow. Which, for audio listeners, is uh, (laughs) Jeff Wayne's original War of the Worlds on vinyl, which was in 1978. My mum has that vinyl. I have that somewhere in my wardrobe. Absolutely (laughs) stinks of cigarettes. (laughs) And, like, it sounds really stupid, but, like, old things. Do you know what I mean? Like, anything from, like, the 70s, 80s just stinks of, like, cigarettes, whiskey, (laughs) just, like, old shit. Like, but I love it. So, on on the same lines as that, Matt, I have my granddad, like, about, uh, I think last year, he gave me a few of his his old uh, vinyls. Mm-hmm. And he has a vinyl record from the Kinks before they were famous. All right, cool. Oh, nice. So it's a load of cover tracks um, on an album. On a, um, and basically, he's given it to me and didn't realise, because he got it when he was only young, what he's, he's got all of his um, child, like his childhood's like, scribbles and, and, and drawings all over the, oh, all over the inside of the case. Oh, so no. they, they were just... <laughs> just a shitload of cocks all over <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got his sister's name and he's got equal side he just put, says wanker <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find it I th- um, but yeah, that's I, cool. yeah I thought oh, that's really cool I went to go put it on and then I, I, I opened it and I was like oh is that part of the, the design <laughs> why is it I thought no that's the way he scribbled but yeah um, but <laughs> Just a little side story there, but in terms of what I bought, my first like paycheck, I guess I. So I kind of 
all my clothes and my wardrobe before that were like I don't know, like kind of joggers and Adidas stuff from like when I was in school and I didn't really have a I guess a style or identity. So the first thing I did was I went on EMP and I just went and bought nice. a shitload of band shirt t shirts <laughs> and a shitload of just like stuff that was like, Yeah, this is this is me now. Like fuck school. Fuck all that shit. I now want to wear band t-shirts every day. And I now probably have, oh, got to be over 50 band t-shirts of just random shit that I've just was, picked was, up. Was there, was there a tool shirt in there, though? Uh, <laughs> there was, yeah. yeah there, see, there was. That, well, that didn't come straight away. I've in there somewhere. Like, get, it, get, it, get it in early. Like. <laughs> that didn't come straight away. But actually, it was uh, the first tool, like, clothing I owned was my mate gave me a jumper. Uh, which had, which was just a tool jumper on the back. It had the 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 spanner with the two bolts on the side to look like cock. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, so, um, yeah, yeah. So my next kind of big progression, and I say I've had lots of jobs. Like my jobs have basically been three sectors, but individually I've had lots of jobs within that sector. So retail being my first one and then I went into chefing slash catering and I take my hat off if I had a hat to anybody that can do that job like in <laughs> any in any capacity whether you are a pot wash to a head chef I commend all of you you are all stronger than I ever was or ever could be because <laughs> fuck doing that job ever again right i with a with a passion hate people who are doldosses like people who deliberately make their job not having a job like people who need benefits fair enough i hear you fine not a problem i've got no problem with those people but people whose jobs when they leave when they leave school at 16 their sole aim is to not have a job and i have friends like I use the word friends. I have acquaintances who I know from school yeah. who are now nearly 30 and they've never had a job. And we left school when we were 16. And I'm like, how do you get through life every day? I don't understand it. Anyway, that's, yeah. a, that's a side tangent. <laughs> but the point I'm getting to is basically I would rather do that than ever go back into kitchens again. Because oh, wow. the horror stories I have seen... <laughs> I'm going to mention one rather large company. They've got around 900 pubs in the UK. They're owned by a total, total wankstain Tory um, who basically said during the pandemic lockdown that all of his staff should resign and work at Tesco if if they didn't like the payment plan he'd put in place for them during the furlough scheme. So, fucked in mine. Um, but it's, it's not, a... not my particular local establishment because everyone who works there <laughs> is genuinely lovely. Um, and I worked there for about three and a half years, and I saw some things, guys. <laughs> I saw some truly horrifying things you would not belong it. So, have you ever gone to a this? particular establishment up and down the land and gone in there at about 10 to 11 because they stopped serving food at 11 
and uh, ordered a steak. Let me no, tell he... you some. Let me tell you something that happens to that steak, ladies and gentlemen. There is about, I'd say, six appliances. So you're talking the oven, the fryer, the grill, the microwave, the mini, the mini like, uh, the mini ovens they call them, um, the panini machine. You name it, it's going through it because. <laughs> <laughs> people who, honestly I've seen it happen numerous occasions bing 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 or whatever the sound effect was at the time I don't know two well done steaks and people losing their fucking shit right that's it they'll just chuck the steak on the grill they'll sear each side chuck it in the deep fat fryer I'm not even exaggerating chuck it in the oven Jeez. chuck it in the microwave <laughs> you name it they will do it Right, and the only reason I can say that is because I've seen it with my own fucking eyes. Do you know what I mean? Have like, you done it, Matt? I mean, I've not. I wouldn't do things like that, Reese, because I'm. You the panini machine. I'm on the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the panini man. Um, can't you tell? Um, yeah, and like, it just used to make me laugh because people in that job have this weird, like, power complex. Right, because it's basically like the whole system is built like a pyramid. So like you have the minions at the bottom and then they work up to like less aggressive minions. Right. And obviously <laughs> if you're at the if you're at the top of the pyramid, you're being like the leader, you have the most amount of power, but you also have the most amount of stress. And obviously, as everyone will tell you, you work in any kind of job, shit rolls downhill naturally. So when you're at the oh, bottom yes. of that pyramid, oh. getting paid minimum wage, minimum fucking effort, that was our motto. Minimum wage, minimum effort, right? And again, I'm, I've am i seen some horrible things, right? So, you know uh, guacamole? Yeah. yeah. Like, so that used to come in frozen, right? There's no, there's no uh, secrets when it comes to a lot of their products are frozen. So like, Steaks, burgers are obviously fresh, but the majority of the other stuff is frozen, right? And again, I've got nothing really against that, to be honest. When you're paying for a £7 curry and a pint, you know, what do you really expect, to be honest? Yeah. You might as well go to Tesco, you can get the same meal, but never mind, right? But when the, when I, so I remember I was um, doing, we used to do a Mexican night, and obviously guacamole is huge in like Mexican food and all that it. And uh, I remember saying, oh, fuck, we ain't got no more guacamole. Like that. So I sent the pot wash to go and grab some out of the, the walk-in fridge. And he goes, oh, it comes back a couple of later. Oh, Matt, 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 we haven't got any guacamole left. And I've gone, oh, fuck, really? Oh, shit, okay. Uh, go to the freezer, get some, bring some out, and we'll stick some in a little pot and heat up in the microwave. It will be fine. It's gone on, like, a warm set of, like... Pulled pork and stuff, it with cheese, milk with cheese, it will be fine. Anyway, my uh, my disastrous, disastrous kitchen manager, of which there were many, um, walked around the corner and went, "What are you doing that quackamole?" I went, "Well, I was going to defrost some in the microwave because I need it like right now." No, 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 no. Give it here, give it here. And I went, "Why? Well, what are you going to do with it?" He walks down to the pot wash, and I hand on my heart, <laughs> solidly, I. I'm not bullshitting any of you when I say this. Hand on my heart. God is my fucking witness, right? He stuck <laughs> it in the dishwasher. Oh, 
Oh my god. Right? And I thought it was something that Red Link could do on Good Mythical Morning. Right? Like, you know, <laughs> a, solid, a solid like block of guacamole in this tub in the washing machine. And wash it in the dishwasher. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I went, I went, what are you doing? Like, this is my boss, bear in mind. And he went, will you gene it now? And I'm like, yes. But I don't, what, like, I could not physically <laughs> believe what I was witnessing with my own eyes. And he's like, well, do you need it now or not? And I was like, you can't put that in there and then serve that to people. Oh, oh, he's like, it's a, it's a solid, it's a, like a sealed container. It's fine. I was like, are you trying to kill someone? Like, I am, and I point blank was like, I am not serving that. You can serve that. And you can do whatever you want with that, but that I am not having no part in this anymore. Like, and he was like, "You were gonna fucking finish those natchez off, or you know, you'll be getting a fucking a warning or whatever." And I was like, "No, like literally, like he served it, and I just I was genuinely horrified, but horrified, but not surprised. I was that much <laughs> horrified, but not surprised. Um, and yeah." And the other thing that... I don't know if this is a common thing. Andy will probably be able to elaborate this because you've worked in uh, big corporate settings. Like, the incestual relationships that they have there. Everybody just fucking everybody. What <laughs> gives with that? You work with these people, like, 50 hours a week. Why are you all just sleeping together? I don't get it. Like, do you know what I mean? I, like, I do have, again, coming up... I do have a, a story, but like, I'll, uh, I'll leave that. <laughs> and again, like, you know what? I, I, I'm not naming names, so I'm not liable. But, you know, there was a couple who were together. One was in the kitchen and one was in the bar. And uh, they were together. And they she conceived a child. And uh, they fell out in the most spectacular going out in glory style firework fashion and it used to be hell every single time they're on shift together because like she'd uh he'd go oh that's a that's a table free if you uh didn't know you're absolutely spastic you know and, like that level of aggression to her and she'd be like fuck you you prick and like it would be this back and forth and we're all behind them just sniggering because this is hilarious this is like just jokes for us and uh yeah, it went on for about six months. Moral of the story, they're now together again with another child. For all intents and purposes, very oh. happy from what I'm told. But um, yeah, <laughs> it was just good fun. It was a good laugh working at that massive uh, chain of pub and restaurants that I'm not going to name, but you can all probably guess where it is. <laughs> yeah, I so, can't really sort of say anything about uh, having uh, relationships with people at work because uh, my wife and I work together so <laughs> although I started working at our company and I enjoyed it that much I got her to start working there as well and now we've both she's been there since 2014 I'm coming up nine years this year I think there so um but yeah and that works really well I mean she literally I mean those who are actually watching on the on the video like she literally just sits there right next to me um yeah so we actually work together quite and it works really well but not always it doesn't always work but luckily my wife won't get on <laughs> So, Matt, I want to kind of know, what's the safest thing to order at this establishment? You nearly <laughs> said it. Nearly you said nearly it. Said it. <laughs> yeah, actually, it wouldn't be bad if I said it, because... 
Yeah, it I'm, would. I'm aware of that. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Um, but what's that? Oh god, there's not the no, nothing from that is bad. Like because if you walk in there with expectations of people doing any kind of cooking, you're sorely mistaken. To be honest, <laughs> right? And there's like this is going to sound. This is how it is. There's levels to it, right? So if you're if they've got an open kit, if they've got an open front, the open front is for show. That's where the grill is, so the fryer. It's all for show because the rest of it is just all microwaves, right? <laughs> but if you are around the front, you are considered like the A team because that's where the grill is and all that kind of stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, the burgers are on a timer. The eggs are on a timer. The f- everything on the fryer is on a timer. It's not difficult to fuck up. The only thing that's difficult to fuck up is a steak. But if you've got any kind of... If you use the finger technique, um, you'll be able to tell how well done a steak is. I like is it. Is that what that couple were using as well? What's that? Finger technique. Uh, <laughs> pro- probably. Um, fishy fingers. Um... <laughs> 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 Yeah, and obviously you had, because uh, uh, because the particular kitchen that I was in was in a U shape, uh, and then you'd have right. like where like they have make the salads and bits and bobs, paninis and microwaves, and then you'd have the back area. I was generally on the salads, desserts, and microwave bit, which was great fun because being a larger lad and having about that much of a gap <laughs> between yourself. And the other thing, and um, a lovely, lovely lady who I used to work with, uh, she was lovely, but she was fucking mental, like literally mental. And I just remember her just shouting at me all the time, Matt, get out of the way! And I'm just like, I can't! <laughs> like, fucking hell, right? Um, but yeah, the safest thing, like, things I would say stay away from, I would stay away from uh, if you've ever had uh, a poached egg, from there, because they're they're done in a microwave. I'd stay away from them. Um, the burgers can be hit and miss. It depends. Like with with this particular establishment, I eat there quite a lot because it's cheap and it's cheerful. And this is like across the country. You know what you're getting, right? So sometimes I have a burger, and it's proper nice. I don't know. This is. Almost like a perfect burger. Other times, it feels like it's been trodden on and like <laughs> used as like a baseball bat out of the room for a bit. Like, do you know what I mean? Just awful. Um, but yeah, there's nothing I wouldn't order from there. Like, it's just certain things I'd just be like, you know, people say, like, what's like, the curry like? It's like, well, go down to Tesco, go to the Tesco finest, you're pretty much about right. Yeah. You know, it, it's not no different, really, I, to be fair. I guess. You're just paying for, like, as if you, your Tesco shop to be cooked for you, aren't you? Basically, like, <laughs> my, my 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 main gripe with that place as is basically the company itself and the way yeah. it's run, and that's why I've ne- that's why I will never have beef with the management who worked there. Yeah, there was a few people who I'd actively call tossers, and I don't like. Because there's a difference between doing your job and being cruel. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when, when you're in a position of power and you're cruel, I'm like, you're just a fucking ass. But if you're in a position of power and you're only doing what you're told by your boss, 
then I could kind of be like, I sympathise with you because it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Your boss is a dickhead, you know, and, and the higher ups are dickheads, you know. But um, yeah. I've had fun with bouncers in this establishment. They uh, <laughs> they have removed me before because of being underage. <laughs> so we 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 have um, again not saying names because of libel, but uh, we have a select few bouncers who are pretty. They're like a pretty well established, well known family for being a bunch of hard nut nutters. To be honest. Like, they're lovely blokes, like, they're genuine, but they're built like me and Andy, but pure <laughs> muscle, like, literally. And I've seen them literally turf people out, like, <laughs> by the scruff of the neck, belt of the jeans, out the fucking door. And God. it's just the most incredible thing to watch. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I had the, so it's my uh, stepdad's stag do. And uh, I was nearly 18. Well, no, well, six months off 18, so 17 and a half, whatever. Um, So, and um, I was in there from, because obviously any age is allowed in there Mm. to have food. So we just decided to have food early so we could get in and we just keep ordering drinks to the table. And I just take one because we (laughs) had food. (laughs) And no, no one would suspect anything. And then it was getting later and later. And then we were just kind of try, I was just trying to avoid the bouncers. Um, and I got to about 10, half 10. And this woman just went, and you need, where's your ID? And I was smashed by this point. I was like, oh, I left it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the, the perfect excuse. She went right out. And then um, nearly convinced, I don't know how, nearly convinced this, this other bouncer to let me back in. And convinced him that I hadn't had any drink, and he was like, "Oh, they're on a stag do. Oh, let them back in." And this woman just came around the corner and went, "You're not coming back in." And I was like, "Right, yeah, never mind. Let's go." So yeah, that, that that's my. Uh, I just want my... I just want to mention one more quick story before we all move on because this is possible. In the three years I worked there, it was majority shit. Like, there was a few people who I would shout out um, who are genuinely awesome. And made the whole experience worthwhile. Uh, but the rest of them, you know, yeah, whatever. But there was one particular incident with my friend Gavin and my friend Jay. And I will never, ever forget this. There's two, actually. So me and Gavin and Jay were the trio who used to do the breakfast shift. Now, we used to get there at half past five. Bearing in mind, I'm like 19 at this point, right? So we'd been out the night before... We'd all been to the pub. This is on a Saturday night. All been to the pub. All went out to a dirty, dirty nightclub uh, called Faith at uh, an escape. Horrible. So uh, dirty floors. <laughs> like just the worst, the worst. And uh, I remember Jay going to me, right, bacon. I'm a, uh, I'm out, son. I was like, all right, mate. I'll see you in the morning. He's like, what time are you? What time are you leaving? Because you know we got work in the morning. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be, I'll be out. Just one more drink with Gavin. We'll, <laughs> we'll be out. This was at half past one. Bear in mind, I had work at half five, right? <laughs> and I literally said to him, one more drink to Gavin, and because it was proper stumbling. This is great for audio as well for visuals. But I'm like, one, one more drink, one, one more drink. That's all I'm having. One more drink. And Gav put his arm around me and went, 
I'm gonna fucking destroy you, lad. Right? And just in my ear, just said that he's gonna destroy me. <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, I'm almost panicking. I'm like, oh fuck, this is gonna go downhill. Anyway, I don't remember how I got home. I don't. Uh, because <laughs> I never made it home. I went back to Cavs, because uh, I left my stuff there. We got changed and then rocked up to work. Oh, now I have no idea to this day how Gav does it, but he that man can put away units of alcohol like they're fucking polos. Like he's just got <laughs> no stress whatsoever, and he walks in and he smashes a twelve-hour shift just like that, just like it's nothing, right? And bear in mind, my my boss uh, wasn't due in till about nine o'clock, and I was fucking wrecked. I was no good to fucking anybody. I walked in. The night manager looked at me. God bless Rob. God bless him. He literally went, you know what I'm about? I went, no, mate. I'm in, I'm in real trouble. I'm not going to lie. And Jay went, he hasn't been home yet. And I went, I can tell. And he went, what time's uh, what time's um the Kate? I'm going to call her the Kate. I'm going to call her Sharon rather than use her actual name. What time's Sharon in? And I was like, Sharon's in a... In at nine. Well, I'd fucking sober up before nine o'clock if I was you. And I was like, yes, boss. Anyway, <laughs> they stuck me round the back doing prep just to keep me out of harm's way. Anyway, <laughs> about fucking half past eight, they go, Matt, you go, go on your break, son. Literally. And we used to get half price food. So I smashed like three full English breakfasts to try and sober <laughs> me up. I was so fucked. Um, Literally, she Sharon walks in and goes, "Boys, you're right." And I'm going, mm, "No, I'm not okay." And I literally, <laughs> uh, and she's like, "And like doing pot wash was the worst job in the kitchen. Obviously, no one likes doing washing up. I volunteered. That's how fucking <laughs> ill I felt." I went, "Sharon, can I do washing up?" And she went, "Yeah, if you want, weirdo." And like walked off, and uh. I stay. I ended up staying like twenty minutes past the end of my shift, and that's unheard of as well. So she came down the back, and went, "Matt, can I have a word?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." And this is where I was sober at this point. And she went, "You ever come into my kitchen that fucking drunk again? I swear to God, <laughs> I'm going to shove that P45 so far up your fucking ass, you'll be walking with a Ferg lead boy. Do you understand?" I went, "Uh huh." And she went, "And by the way, I won't be telling the pub manager either." I went, "Oh, thanks." She went. Get out of my sight. And I'm literally <laughs> fucking terrified of her. Um, and the best the best thing that ever happened to us two as a three-way was the time the toaster caught fire. Now, this is fucking genius, right? Genius on my part because this is how much I hated this job, right? So, uh, bear in mind, so you've got, you've got Jay around the front cooking... You've got Gav round the side prep, and I'm down the back, right? God only knows what Gav had done, but he'd stuck plastic, like plastic tubs, in the top of a convertible, like a, a spinny um, toaster. You're not going to Premier in. You stick your toaster in, it rolls round, and it drops at the bottom. Do you know the kind of toasters I mean? They're not like a conveyor belt. So you stick your toaster in the yeah. top, and they toast it, and they drop down the bottom. Yeah. You know, he decided to stick a load of fucking plastic in there. God only knows why. He's a fucking moron. But anyway, he'd done it, right? 
and then came down the back and started talking to me. And I'm like, I'm doing meat preps. Like, I'm covered in fucking, like, blood doing these steaks and shit. And, he, and I'm going, mate, fuck is that smell, right? And I went, oh, I don't know, Jay's cooking around the front. I went, I thought Jay went on his break five minutes ago. He went, he did. I went, so what's that smell? And he was like, <laughs> he went, oh, that'll be the plastic I stuck in the toaster. <laughs> right? And I was like, sorry? And he's like, oh yeah, I stuck a load of plastic in the toaster. I went, and why the fuck did you do that? And he's like, funny, isn't it? Like, that's the kind of guy he was, right? And I'm going, oh fuck, right? And the toaster is right next to the door, right? To say the toaster was ablaze would be an overstatement, but it was definitely on oh fire. My God. It was definitely on fire, right? <laughs> now, you've got like one of two options, right? There's a fire extinguisher next to the door, and my pub manager was outside. And I thought, I looked at the toaster, looked at the fire extinguisher, and thought, it's not worth it. I walked outside to the pub manager. I went, hi, hey, Riley, how you getting on, mate? And he's pressure washing the, um, the uh, floor. And he was like, what's up, Matt? And I was like, oh, nothing. Uh, just uh, toast is on fire, mate. <laughs> and that's how I said it. And he was like, what? And he was like, the toaster? Yeah, it's caught fire, mate. And he, went, <laughs> and he literally went, and what have you done about it? And I went, well, I've come and told you. I thought you might want to know. Because <laughs> right, I fucking hated him. He's a fucking arsehole. Um, and he was like, he's like, so the toaster's on fire and you've told me. That's as much as you've done about the situation. I was like, Pretty much. He went, where's the toaster now? I went, still in the kitchen, Lee. <laughs> so <laughs> he runs in there, grabs his toaster, pulls it onto the fucking patio, like blasts it down with the fucking the hose after it's been pulled out. And he's like, why the fuck did you not do anything about it? And I'm literally just like, banter in it. Like, <laughs> I would much sooner see that place burn to the ground than do anything <laughs> about the burning toaster. And um, so it came to this. Was, this was in the first year of us opening. Um, they had the they had they built like they had a, a staff party and they done awards. I got the fireman Sam award for <laughs> quickest response time to an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Working at that place. But yeah. Any anyone else want to interject any funny stories about? Kitchens and related. Yeah, well, I don't know about funny. Because uh, <laughs> I, like, I, I did work in a fish and chip shop. Mm. Um, I'll quickly jump back now, actually, because I, I was a shop fitter for about a year with my dad when I was about 17. Um, my stepdad, that is. Um, and yeah, it was cool. We'd like literally travel around the country, um, usually at night, uh, and we would uh, basically fit stuff in the shops, really. Like, um, Till units, the gates and Morrison's and stuff, you know, so the, the electric gates and Morrison's, I built them with my dad about what, 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 18 years ago now. <laughs> that was a good job. And um, that's what I was going to say. Like, um, that was the first, that was actually full time. It's the first time I got paid like over a thousand pounds. And I bought, uh, and I was like 17 years old. And I just bought all the DVDs. Like, I, I bought like all the DVDs. <laughs> So I went to HMV the day I got paid, and then like, I went to see the Matrix 
revolutions at the cinema twice and stuff. And yeah, um, I didn't do anything worthwhile with that money at all, which is uh, annoying now, but never mind. But that was a good job. I think it was probably one of my favourite jobs, that one. Uh, and then I left for college and I started at a fish and chip shop, which was, um, yeah, like Matt says, like it, working in food, at least that environment, uh, was it was just awful because I used to work late to like half 11 at night, the, the shop was open for. And to be fair, it's a fish and chip shop. It's amazing. Like they've won loads of awards. They're usually like in the top five, ten chippies and tea size and it's for a reason because they are amazing and i don't have any horror stories about the food uh, they had the health inspectors come around before and they were like right this needs doing this needs doing this needs doing we'll be back in a week by the time the health inspectors came back all fine no issues at all so i haven't got any horror stories however the people that worked there were the bosses were absolute twats um yeah, they just say like, just horrible. Like when you, like, I think um, I definitely said on the podcast the other day. I think it was just when we were chatting. But like I said, uh, how like if I knew what I knew now about you know how you should how employees should be treated, uh, you know, I thought you know I wouldn't have let them get away with as much as I, I let them get away with and how they they were towards me. Like we didn't get any extra pay on um, bank holidays. Um, you know, we didn't get any sort of extra compensation for anything. We didn't get free lunches. We had to pay for it. We didn't get any staff discount. It was just awful. Uh, yeah, just the bosses were absolute dickheads. And then remember once, like, uh, just after my nana died, and what I was talking about earlier on, um, we went down south. She passed away when we got there. And then I rang them up and I said, I'm really sorry. I'm going to be off for a week to, because I could, obviously I'm like 350 miles away. Um, I ended up having two weeks off of work because I was stuck down south. Because I was only like seventeen, I had to, my uh, eighteen. I, I didn't. I was still don't drive, but you know, miles away, I couldn't had no way of getting back up. And then, like, we had a new system in or something, and they said um, in front of the customer, I said, "What am I doing with this?" He goes, "Ah, oh, you should know this by now." And I said, "Well." I said, well, I'm not, I wasn't there. He goes, oh, yes, because you were skiving. <laughs> I was like, in front of the customer, I was like, fuck off. Like, in front of the customer, and then like, yeah, and I left about, if my nana died, because I left as soon as I met Nicola, and my nana died after I met Nicola, but before we got together. So it was like, literally, like, soon after that, I actually left, and it was, uh, it's just horrible. It's the first time I actually learned, because like, I remember hearing them slag off customers, and I hadn't heard about customers being slacked off before. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, as if, it, as if that's how they talk about uh, customers behind their backs. I soon learnt <laughs> why why this is a thing. Because, I mean, for the most part, people are lovely. You know, they are nice. But, yeah, like you, you just get some absolute dickheads. And then, uh, um, yeah, yeah. so that wasn't much fun. But that leads me on to the video rental store, if you don't mind me going into that now. I was just saying, I just remembered one really quick one that made me laugh. Um, it's just a really quick one. So after I worked at said big company, I went to do some proper chefing work and got taken under the wing at a local uh, pub um, by a Colombian head chef um, who I will never, ever forget for as long as I live because he was the most eccentric man I've ever met in my entire life. So there used to be like four or five of us working uh, one shift and I remember it was like Mother's Day or something and it was just ridiculous. Like, and it was so, so fucking busy. 
and um, he used to have a little uh, boombox speaker. And if you ever worked in a kitchen, you'll know how important music is of any variety in a kitchen, just to get people pumped up in a groove, getting things working. And he had one particular song, which he called the Motivator Song. And that song was a very famous song by Jay-Z and uh, Kanye West. Um, it's uh, uh, Black People in Paris. It was. It's not the correct term, that, but you know, the, you know the song. You know the song. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it, but because he was black himself, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm this homage to his accent. I'm not being a racist, but um, come on, man, you're gonna do it. Let's go, buddy. Like, it literally would be like fucking fifteen, sixteen tables behind. I'm stressing. Everybody else is stressing, and he just stop and be like, guys. Do you see me stressing? Do you see sweat on my brow? And we're like, no, chef. He went, why the fuck are you panicking then? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And we're like, dude, how are you so fucking chill? Anyway, yeah. funny story. Quickly, cutting up <laughs> chilies. Make sure, gentlemen and ladies, that if you're ever chopping up chilies in any way, shape, or form, that you wash your hands after. <laughs> right and it's not going where you think it's going everyone thinks that I'm going to touch my penis my penis is going to burn and you know what I wish I had touched my penis rather than what I actually touched I rubbed my fucking eyes oh no right and what I couldn't understand was the correlation between 30 seconds ago me chopping chilies, me rubbing <laughs> my eyes and wondering my eyeballs were on fucking fire <laughs> Right, and you can imagine this super chilled out dude was my head chef, which is like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Why are you running? Why are you running around like a twat, man? I'm like, you know, I'm just going, my eyes are on fire. What the fuck? And I'm like trying to like get my if you like again for the visuals, I've got my eye like that, like underneath the fucking tap, trying to get this shit out of my eye, and he went. Oh, yeah, the chilies, man, they fuck you up, son. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking amazing. But anyway, I digress. I've been waiting to hear Andy's story about uh, Blockbuster for a long, long time. In fact, um, what I might do for the, aud- for the audio, don't for the visuals, is Andy actually shared a video onto his Facebook, which was the. Oh, yeah! Which is the Blockbuster. Sorry. Um, was it the um, training video or some shit? Yeah, keep it, it was about keeping a cool head. Yeah, like, and I watched it, and I was like, I've watched um, the infamous pub that I worked at's video three times because I went back there three times, and I thought that was bad. When I watched <laughs> that, I was like, Jesus. So yeah, We'd I might add that in every here. Six months, it was that one, and then the uh, the one for BBFC, you know, for. Uh, you know, see like age rating and stuff. He had to watch that one. But the thing is, that one because of when I went on to another job, um, I had to watch that one again because that was quite universal. But the, the the blockbuster keeping a cool head video that was like made that was filmed in blockbuster stores by blockbuster employees because the acting was that crap. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty bad. Yeah, I forgot I've shared that the other day. So uh, how, how did you how did you get into? Because in my head, right, being a massive mm-hmm. music fan. You know, my my idea, my ideal job from a young age, I always thought would be working working in HMV. 
I've, for the record, I've never worked in HMV. I've never worked in a record store, so I can't really comment. But working in a retail, it does suck, obviously. But you working in a film store, being a film nut yourself, dream job, right? <laughs> uh, right, the thing is, right, it's like, because I, I started working at Blockbuster soon after I met Nicola, and I bumped into my ex-girlfriend, uh, well, in, in town, just that soon after I started working there. She goes, oh, what are you doing now? I was like, I'm working in Blockbuster. And she went, oh, you've always wanted to work there. I was like, yeah, dude, it's brilliant. It's really good. And like, yeah, I mean, you got 10 free rentals a week, uh, which was amazing. That was games, films, whatever. The only rule was is that you weren't allowed to rent new releases on the weekend. So the films came out on the Monday. So you could rent them all Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday up to Thursday. But from Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you couldn't rent those ones, which is absolutely fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Yeah, like the... Job, it's like in terms of like the job, you know, you get to free rentals, you know, you've got a quite a nice discount. I think it's like 20% discount. Um, you know, that includes on Ben and Jerry's, that was really cool. Um, yeah, it wasn't as like a, it wasn't that, <laughs> it wasn't too bad, but um, a couple of months of me working there, unfortunately, my, my, my dad passed away. Um, I was actually at work. <clears throat> when I found out, and it was actually we were doing a release for the, the second Pirates of the Caribbean film. And what we used to do on big releases like that is we would uh, dress up. So I was dressed as a fucking pirate, right? And I've got this fucking cutlass, and, I'm, and, I'm, and my, dad, my brother walks in, I'm like, you're yeah, right. He was like, Dad's died. And I was like, I don't mean to take this all down. This was years ago, so it's, it's like, it's not like a thing. I was like, you're taking the piss, aren't you? He's like, no. So I was like, oh shit. So I didn't know what to do. So uh, the people I was in right away, going, going, fine, cool. Obviously very upset. Wake up the next day, my phone rings, and it's uh, one of my colleagues. And they were like, I'm just, um, the boss The boss has told you to, to me to give you a call because my boss is, was a fucking bitch, and I'll get to her in a sec. Um, <laughs> she made this woman, this uh, one of my colleagues, ring me up. She's just, she was just a normal person. She wasn't anything like you know, assistant manager or anything like that. Blockbuster didn't have assistant managers. They had assistant managers, but they they weren't. They, it was just some not, name, words under under their name. They didn't get paid anything different. Um, yes. So, and she goes, "I'm just ringing you to give you your shifts for next week." And I was like, "You have heard what's happened?" She went, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, I'm probably not going to be coming in." She was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, okay." So I went, "All right, give me the shift." So I didn't go in. I went down south because again, I'm from down south. Went to my dad's funeral on the train back. <laughs> Um, another colleague of mine, she was pregnant and she unfortunately fell out of the bath, hurt herself. Everything was fine. Baby, kids like 12 now. No issues at all. But obviously, you know, she couldn't come in. So my boss rings me up and she says, oh, can you come in from work? Can you come into work tonight? And I'm like, I'm on the train back from my dad's funeral. Literally, like, it was like the day after. And so, you know, I haven't even gotten home yet. I'm still on the train. Not a chance, you know. And this is the sort of person she was. And this is all like, well, I've been there for like a couple of weeks, so a couple of months, sorry. Anyway, my promotionary period came to an end. And um, the day before I found out if I been, was being kept on, I was working with the woman who rang me. Uh, we'll call her Jane. <laughs> so Jane came in and I was working with a lad who I'm really good friends with now. Um, and he's, um, I'm actually godfather to his kid. So like we, you know, he actually, I ended up, when Blockbuster went under, I actually got him a job where we are now. So, yeah, so that's how good where I work now is. Uh, so, um, 
yes, she came in and she showed, um, I'll, say, I'll use the real name, Mark, Mark the phone. And she was like, oh, and he went, oh, yeah, I know. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Next day, finished my shift. Next day, he came in. Boss goes, right, let's have this meeting then. She goes, right, unfortunately, you know, we're not going to keep you on. I'm like, why? And she's like, you know, because your performance is shit and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, I was devastated because I still enjoyed the job then. And she was like, uh, from she was from um, deep South America. She had like full on, like, I don't know if she was from Texas or something, but it was like, she was like a full on deep South uh, accent. And it was like fucking grated. Um, in fact, there's a video on YouTube of Kelly Rowland when she wasn't very well on the X Factor and she had to call in. And she sounded exactly like Kelly Rowland being ill on the X Factor. That's her voice, but all the time. <laughs> and she she was like, listen, honey. She goes, you just ain't doing so good. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went to my mum and dad's house. I was so upset. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I couldn't, you know, and this was like literally like five weeks after my dad died. Really upset. A couple of weeks later, about, sorry, a couple of days later, I get a phone call off of her. She goes, oh, can you come into the store, please? I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, right. I've had a think. I'm going to give you an extra month probation. Got my job back. Sweet. Um, smashed a month. Absolutely fine. No issues at all. Anyway, it turns out that my mum had written a letter to the head office saying his dad's just died. I didn't know this. And at the time, I was fuming with my mum for, for doing that. But looking at it, it's exactly what I'd do if, if that same happened to Kelsey now. Um, you know, I was at the time I was really upset. But now looking back, I was like, yeah, no, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, she wrote a letter to the head office and said, look, my son's been fired for performance being rubbish. His dad's just died. It was like absolutely shocking. So yeah, so um, yeah, she was an awful, awful person. So I used to have really bad eczema uh, and my arms used to be like really covered in like scabs and stuff. It wasn't very nice. And she used to make me wear like in the middle of summer, you know, 25 degree heat, even though it's up north, it's still hot. She used to make me wear jumpers, like the blockbuster jumper and like to the point where I nearly fainted. And then like another time, this is like trigger warning for gross stuff. Um, my leg got really badly infected from bad eczema to the point where it had swollen up um, and like I was in so much pain. It turns out it was cellulitis, which anyone who's had cellulitis, it's horrible. You have a really bad temperature. It's the most worst pain ever. And um, she made me, I, I nearly fainted while serving a customer. She made me work through that and I was, it was yeah, it was just the worst. So then um my um, my friend came in, uh, we'll call her Jane again, same person. She gave me some really cool drugs that made the pain stop, and I enjoyed the rest of the shift. I know I don't know what she gave me, but it worked. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, she, to be fair, I should have gone to hospital. That's how ill I was, um, even yeah. though someone volunteered. And then she made me ring up everybody to, um, she made me ring up everyone to try and get them to come into work rather than her. Um, another time I was off ill because I had a sty, uh, and my eye was all manky and there was a knock at my door and it was again, this girl who'd only been there about three months. So she was still, she was in the probationary period still. And like she got to the door, she went, oh, here's some taxi money. You've got to come into work. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and she said, and she said like, she goes, hey, oh, well, at least I know stupid American bitch. Um, has left you, she's actually got you an eye patch. So you know like the uh, first aid boxes, and you got them like those, that eye patch with the gauze, and you're literally like with the cotton wool. And I was like, not that. And then like, she asked me to go to um, uh, Morrison's or whatever to buy some eye drops so I can like keep my eyes sorted. And that's actually, that was the last shift I worked before I got sacked. Um, 
And yeah, it was just awful. But then again, because you're working at night, a lot of people were going in there after the pubs and stuff. And there was one Saturday night when this lad came in, he was like a proper, proper chav. He was like, hey, mate, how much are your twelves? And I was like, um, <laughs> R50p. He was like, oh, I'm going to have a fucking twelve. So he's there, so he's got one twelve. He's like, oh, do I want more than one twelve? I want to have another fucking twelve. So he got more twelves. So he's right, bye. And he starts walking out of the shop. And he says around to me and my mate, Mark. He's like, I'm going to fucking do anything then. And I'm like, we're like, no. <laughs> like Matt said, minimum wage, minimum effort. I'm like, no. All right, then, if you're, gonna, if you're not going to fucking do anything, I'm going to take a fucking piss. So he starts, like, taking all the sweets off the, uh, off the <laughs> And then, like, he starts sticking them down his trousers. And, like, this is still, like, honestly, because at the time I was a bit like, oh, fuck. Um, he had his... Uh, <laughs> he pulled <laughs> no, no 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 I'm, I'm jumping ahead so he, yeah he ran outside dumped the sweets then came back in he goes, you don't fucking do anything we're like no <laughs> so then he, he started threatening this bloke in the shop so that's when we pressed the panic button because he started threatening he goes you got any money and I was like we haven't got any money he goes we haven't got any money like that. and I'm bent over and I'm looking through I'm serving customers while this dickhead's going off like and all of a sudden I feel this like bang on the top of my head and he's throwing a fucking twirl at me <laughs> So at this point, right, at this point, so me and my mate were stood there, and he was like, you know, you're a fucking dickhead for like a Twix or something. But things, because he was that hammered, because he was that hammered, like he was off his face on something, we could see where he was going. So me and my mate were like, <laughs> I remember my mate Mark was just sort of going, like as we were batting like fucking kinder eggs out of the way. He was like, oh, come on, mate. You don't have to, like, for audio listeners, I'm just sort of like moving my arms as if I'm like, you know, in the Matrix, like just sort of dodging shit. <laughs> Come on, mate, you don't have to be like this. You don't have to be like this. So he sticks all his, his food down his trousers and he walks out and he pulls his like trousers and his pants down and you can see his ass. And he's like, oh, I've got a fucking big dick, mate. And, like, and he's walking forward. Now, anyone who knows retail stores, they've got really heavy doors, don't they? So <laughs> he's got his trousers around his ankles and he starts walking out the shop. And he, he gets, he's got his arms full with his trousers down his ankles. He holds open the door and he drops all the food on the floor. And like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, I was a bit scared, to be honest, but at the same time, this was funny. He, he was trying to hold the door open with one foot while he's, again, his ass is out. Trying to hold the door open while picking up the food. <laughs> and then, like, and then he looks up and the police have obviously turned up and he runs away. And, like, the, the policeman later said to me, he goes, oh, well, I was about to trip him over, but he tripped over his trousers. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was uh, funny. We Honestly, he, he ruined about 60 quid's worth of stock. Um, and next isn't, day, gone. I was going to say, isn't, like, the codes, though, that you're not meant to actually engage in anyone that's trying to shoplift you're, you're just, just meant to let them do it. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, not, not, yeah. you're not meant to but um, I've been in situations before when someone's gone to, when I've worked in uh, retail and someone's gone are you not, not going to do anything about that? I was like, no. Like, I, I've i always been told, like, this is going to sound like a weird segue but like, I've been told unless it's worth a million pounds don't do it. Like, if you only rob a bank if it's worth a million pounds, right? <laughs> if you've got to stop someone who potentially could put a knife out on you in a shop or something, is it really yeah. worth it? It's a couple of twelves. I think I'm going to leave him. <laughs> like, do you well, know what I mean? Like, you it know. turned out he actually had um, some uh, knuckle dusters in his in his uh, pockets, apparently. Um, 
I will say there was a couple that fucking stood and watched the whole thing, right? And then afterwards, they were like, oh, can I get this, please? It was Fantastic Four. I remember it on DVD. And it said three ninety nine on the uh, on the box, but it rang up as six ninety nine. Now in Blockbuster, we were told we're not allowed to write it off; they either have to pay for it or that's it. So um, I was like, "Oh, it's uh, six. It's when the it's pension turns. It's when the pension turns. Are you gonna fucking do about it?" <laughs> yeah, and she started fucking shouting, "That's false advertising!" I'm like, "I don't give a shit." My mate was just like, "Write it off." But the thing is, like, the fact she stood and watched it all, and then had the audacity to fucking have a girl at me, you fucking come. And then, um, literally the day we got, um, what's it called, um, CCTV for it, uh, put in, this is like about six months later, um, me and Mark, the same lad again, would, had spent like ages alphabetizing all the DVDs, um, so we've done all that. Literally, my boss leaves, dickhead, she leaves, and then there's this um, local lad who everyone knows is a bit of a, a bit of a Robin sort of thing. Like, you know, he's one of them most. He's not allowed in the town anymore. He's been banned from going into town sort of stuff. <laughs> he keeps running into the shop. He's like, you can't fucking do anything to this guy who chases him in because they got into an argument over drug money. And I'm not joking that is what it is. I wasn't just like, being generalising. Because you can't fucking do anything. They've got fucking CVC TV in here. And they were like, and, my, and I was like, shit. So I, um, there was like a young kid and like a mum in there. So I shuffled them off behind the, uh, behind the counter. And then um, my mate was stood between. So listen, lads, we don't want this. And he said he slowly noticed his arms were getting closer. And he was like, I'm coming out of this. So I pressed the uh, the panic button again. And they were like, and they he literally picked this up and threw him into my display of alphabetized DVDs. <laughs> I was fuming because it was on both sides. It was like a gondola in the middle. So as he hit it, all them came off on the one side. And then we got pulled away, but all the other ones come off the other side. And then he threw them to him. And then he got him by the um, the counter and he was stamping on this guy's head. And he, was, and he, he, bit his, he got his uh, earlobe bitten off oh. and stuff. And then my boss came running and she was at the bus stop. She was, get out of my store! <laughs> like proper screaming at him. And this poor girl was crying. That was just, it was just awful that was uh, that was fun um and then the last thing i can sort of think of is um when my boss um tried framing me for stealing she said Jeez. i stole she said i stole six ps uh six ps3 games and some money um so i was, just, I was suspended for a month came back in and i had my uh, i enrolled in college in the meantime and i had my notice in my pocket and uh, I sort of sat there, like, where she was like, right, okay, we've done this investigation. Uh, well, they had, like, obviously a guy from a different store coming, so she wasn't allowed to do the investigation. And he's like, right, we've checked CCTV, and we can see it's not you and everything like that. And he's, um, yeah, but, but <laughs> the thing is, I pointed out to him, to him that I didn't have a PS3. I had an Xbox 360. So why would I steal six PS3 games? And he was like, yeah, fair enough. So came back, went out. They deliberate. It came back and was right. You can have your job back, you know, and everything. I was like, right, cool. Here's my notice. I'm off. And I'm like, yeah, because obviously, like, you can't hand your notice in while you're being investigated. Cause it looks dodgy, and I hadn't done anything wrong, you know. So I waited for him to say, you know, you can come back to work now. Um, you know, no issues at all. You can come back, and I was like, yeah, no, fuck off, yeah. Um, and then I went straight to another retail store, which I'll get into in a second after Matt said his next funny one, but. Yeah, Blockbuster is, you know, you think when you're a kid, you think retail's like going to be awesome because, like, you know, especially if you're working with things that you love, like films. And, you know, 
people again in retail just get treated like absolute shit. I mean, I could go on about this this woman who my manager. She's the worst boss I've ever had. She was horrible. Hor- she was a horrible person. Um, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's a dickhead. But yeah, don't work in retail if you can. Or I think it's that thing where they say everyone should work in retail for at least six months so they can get an idea of what it's like. Or another one is: Can we have a one one day a year a purge day where we can tell customers what they really we really think of them? Because <laughs> you dickhead, if you're nice, just like word of advice to anyone who goes to the shop: If you're a bit of a Karen, I don't mean to uh, generalise. If you go to shop, be nice. The nicer you are, I promise you, we'll do more for you. You know, if you are nice, I promise you, you'll get more because people care. People are nice people, and if you come in, if you're honest and say, look. You know, I've got this um, this issue, you know, but don't forget the people working there are not, you know, if they can't do something, it's because some fucking prick who's never worked in a shop in an office, they've decided that this is, you know, this is the way. That's a Mandalorian. You know, and it's just annoying. That's the thing. If you're nice to retail workers, we are well more likely to bend the rules for you. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, even, like, in non-retail work, like, so in my job, which my old job now, because obviously I'm in redundant, um, fucking cunts, um, might edit that bit out. (laughs) (laughs) Might keep it in, don't know. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, like, people would, you know, say, oh, I need to do this, I need need help with that, blah, 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 and, like, they sell you a sob story or whatever, and then you just think, well, at the end of the day, I do. I am a human being. Like I have to tread and toe a certain line because that's what the company want me to do. But at the same time, I don't owe them shit. Like I am my own person. If that makes sense. Yeah. So like you know, I'm more than likely to bend the rules slightly for you as a one-off, and I'll take the consequence. You know, because if you're a decent <laughs> person, you know. Yeah, I will say, though, don't make a big deal if someone does break the rules for you. Because when I worked in the chip shop, I remember this uh, bloke came in with his daughter. And he he, um, he basically bought, like, a large portion of chips to share between them both. And he had, like, he was he paid him, like, two peas, bless him. And she was like, you know, he goes, oh, so he was telling me about how, um, <laughs> how, uh, you know, how, you know, he's going to share in between you because I haven't got any money and all this sort of stuff. You know, people just talk, you know, I think he was just sort of like, so I gave him a free portion of chips, you know, and he was like, so loud. My manager's like, oh, thank you so much, mate. Oh, you're an absolute son. I'm like, fucking be cool, dude. Oh, mate, mate. And he was saying to the boss, he goes, you want to give him a raise? He just gave me some free chips. I was like, you fucking dick. So he got, came out of my uh, my wages and I was, yeah, my boss had a go at me. So yeah, so if you are going to, if you know, if someone does break the rules for you because they do feel sorry for you, just, you know, accept that. <laughs> and I was, just I was and say, leave quietly. It, it brings them kind of nicely, um, Onto like what is our dream? What's a dream job? If you had a dream job to do, but I just want to quickly mention. I was going to save this for a particular podcast that I, that I was thinking about doing earlier, but it's it's festival related, and obviously festivals look like they ain't going to happen this year again. So, but I wanted to mention it because obviously we're talking about chips, and it's related to chips. So, I was at Reading Festival 2017, and if you've watched my vlog from. Reading Festival 2017, you'll know that I left my bank card in my trouser pocket on the hotel room floor 
and then left for, for Reading <laughs> and I walked around all day Reading Festival on the Friday with no money. Literally, I had like £2.50 to my name and I bought a bottle of water at the start of the day and I was like, this will be fine. Obviously, it <laughs> oh, wasn't gosh. fine. Right? And it got to about 6 o'clock and like, I probably could have survived another couple of hours without food, but like, I was getting proper grumpy. Like, proper hungry grumpy, right? And this, I will never ever forget this girl. It restored my faith in humanity tenfold, right? Oh, and this is the most degrading situation, right? I thought to myself, I'm not begging for money. I'm not asking people for money because fuck doing that. I'm not doing that. But what I will do is I will go and ask food vendors at Reading and Leeds Festival if I can have some free food because I've got no money, right? Which sounds really funny, but like I was genuinely like, look, I'm gonna level with you. I've got fuck all money. Like I've lost my I've lost my wallet. I've got nothing. Can I have like a handful of chips or some whatever it was? Can I have like a pack of crisps or whatever? Like this, everyone, no, 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 no. Anyway, this girl, right? And I was I was pretty much at a breaking point, right? And it was just before Liam Gallagher come on, and then Muse were gonna play, and I was like, you know what? I can't even be bothered. Like, I just want to go home. I'm hungry. I'm tired. Fuck this festival. I can't be bothered. Anyway, this thing, right? Massive people. I said, look. I said, I've lost my gun. No fucking money. I'm fucking starving. Clearly, I'm not wasting away. I'm not saying that. But I was fucking hungry, right? And this girl literally hands me a tenner and says, don't worry about it, mate. Get yourself something to eat. Right? And I remember getting chips. Like, I literally, like... And, um... Getting a portion of chips. And, uh... I went and I was this bloke. I was really angry. I was like, see, there is good people in the world, you fucking cunt. Like, I walked, <laughs> like, walked away from him. Because I was so just like, I know they pay a lot of money, but like, for fuck's sake, do you know what I mean? Like, how often do you see that at a festival? Maybe you see it more than what I think you probably would. Who knows? But I just, in that moment, I was like, would I have done that for someone else? Most probably. Right? I, um... So I followed this girl back. Like I, I, like I scouted her through the crowds, and I gave her money. And I was like, I will like never ever. And literally, I sat and ate my chips, watched Liam Gallagher, and cried because I was so sad <laughs> but so happy at the same time. It restored my faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I met a guy. Um, so I, I, I got drunk one day at Download. I went on my travels. I felt like um, I love Baggins. Um, I love I love a good one during download on your own. There's something about it that's well, like, especially you're drunk. You know, <laughs> you know um, is it Frodo Baggins in in the Hobbit when he? Get, I'm going, I'm on, going adventure. on adventure. <laughs> that's what it felt like. I had like a, a little bag with I think it had money and like a spare pair of shoes. I think I just met Matt, um, and I met this group after that, um, and there was this guy called James in there, and he was like, "Oh, I can't go too far because I've only got trainers." I was like, fuck's sake, why have you only got trainers? Well, I didn't think it'd be that bad. So, oh, like, shit, yeah. stranded. So, uh, yeah, I went and uh, I gave him a bit of money to go buy some wellies. Oh, then... that's, that's just nice, isn't it? It's just a nice thing to do. And the thing is, it's like, they, I mean, the wellies are downloaded decent. In fact, we bought like, a pair of wellies that downloaded 2012, <laughs> and like, I think I finally replaced them in 20. 20... 16, 
2017. I used the last year I used them was 2016, and the weather's been perfect since then, or at least it has been when I've been. So I haven't actually needed them, but I did buy some new ones. We had a pretty decent wellies from there. Hot yeah, take, can... I can't wear wellies at all. I have to wear docks. Oh. <laughs> they fuck my, yeah. fuck my feet up too much. I have to wear docks all the time when I'm doing that. Oh, yeah, my, my feet were fucked. <laughs> but no, he, he couldn't, basically, he couldn't move apart from the. <laughs> it was like the first two days of the. Of the of of the festival, the village was semi okay, so he could get like around the outskirts of it and in his camp. But apart from that, he could not go anywhere else. So I, I helped him out, and then he, and then uh, I've never, but I, I lost all their contact details. So, oh. uh, so that's quite, that's quite a shame. But I was obviously yeah. hammered up my mind. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. You talk, say about um, what your dream job would be. Oh, before that, I was going to say, um, you know, you were on about um, retail workers doing a solid. Mm. Um, I was watching a podcast the other day, and they did a they did a jobs podcast, and he's saying that um, it, one of his first jobs was um, he worked in more, in Tesco, mm. and basically he worked on the tills, and he didn't give a shit about his job. He was just doing it as a like a part time thing. And he'd literally just like every Saturday, he'd just send through like half the items through for free without scanning them. <laughs> so, and he got sacked in the end because they realised that everyone else on the tills had no one in their queue while he had a massive queue going down the aisles. <laughs> people coming to him because they knew they could get like half price on, on all their shopping. And then they were like, the manager came up to him and was like, uh, I think I think you need to leave. And he was oh, like, no. oh, and apparently he just basically didn't know. They never trained you on what like different where the food items were. So any fruit and veg you just put down as a lemon. <laughs> so Tesco in that area must have thought they were just like getting a shitload of lemons just sold. <laughs> they thought they were in the south of France making pina coladas and shit. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, dream, dream jobs. jobs. I mean, these are these can be dream jobs in terms of you could actually do them now, and also like, like because I've got a couple. Like when I was really young, this is, how, this is how I'm gonna break it down. How I've done it. I like what I, what I wanted to be when I was younger, versus what my dream job is now. If I can attain to get it, my dream yeah. job when I was younger would be to be a train driver. Of all things, and I don't really know why this is. I've still got a weird fascination with, with trains. I don't really get it. It's just a weird thing that I like. So I still want to do that. It'd be pretty cool. But thinking about it practically as an adult, I reckon it'd be a bit monotonous because you're just sat in one position, just levering shit all day. Like I know there's more to it than that, but like you know, you're just stuck in the same position. So. But in terms of what I would like to do now as a dream job is basically what we're doing now, to be fair. Just yeah. chatting absolute fucking bollocks and getting paid. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, that would be my dream job. I've got quite a few, but they were all like different levels. Okay, so, that's cool. So, like, so my, my ultimate dream job, if I could do anything, would be so... It's something I like because in co- in college, on I did a business course, and we had to kind of like plan a business. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about being a 
um, and we'd already done marketing and stuff like that. So I was thinking about being a um, a like a band manager, managing See, bands. I, I thought about bands, but then I thought, what what actual job apart from being in a band is actually fun? Being a roadie is no fun because you're just doing all the hard graph. Like yeah, but I I really wanted to do the band management thing. Like I still you, kind of want to like, do it. Would you though? All right. So say you say I'm just putting a counter argument to this now. Right, say you're managing Bullet for Valentine, right? Yeah. Actually, no. Let's go more raucous than that. Say you're Motley managing... Crew. Huh? Motley Crue. Oh, is it about to say Motley Crue, right? Lost Profits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gold standard. <laughs> Where's Ian gone? Oh, he's gone to fuck a child? <laughs> like, is it... <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, man. Not um, again. Not again. Uh, <laughs> why, are we, why are they Scottish now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, but yeah. So say you're managing Motley Crue, right? Like, that's going to be no fun getting them to, to be anywhere on time and do yeah, what they're supposed I'm not, to. <laughs> I'm not on about... Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm more... I, like, my, my thought about it was t- kind of taking small bands and helping them making... Um, like rebranding them, uh, giving oh, them a good okay, image, cool. right. and building them up, and then kind of not selling them, but kind of letting them, giving that push, and then you kind of go back again. And then, but the, the main aim from that would be um, to when I retire and make enough money, would be to set up. This is an ultimate goal. Is it'd be perfect to set up a rock slash metal hub in the community. Where it acts as like a cafe, like a rock kind of cafe in the in the day, which like offers like uh, a place where like people can go and share their musical thoughts and make friends with people from a like-minded community. But that night, then it changes into like live music, um, kind of like a rock nightclub. So basically, you want download but twenty-four-seven. Exactly that, because <laughs> <laughs> that the, they have the perfect. Like festival is a perfect like community feel. Why? Yeah. Like surely it can be recreated in a community. Surely. I reckon that could work. I reckon that could work. How about you? Andy? No, obviously, ultimate goal. Um, when I was little, I was wanting to be a what do I want to be? Fireman. Anyone said that's a dirty job. I was like, all right, I don't be a fireman then. Um, <laughs> I love cooking. Still love cooking now. Uh, so when I was like younger, when I was in school and stuff. I always wanted to be a chef. Um. And yeah, it's uh, something I really, really enjoyed wanting to do. But like I said earlier, I never went to school, um, so that's not what I would do. So I was going to go to Bournemouth College to study uh, cooking and stuff, and I didn't, didn't do it in the end. Um, <clears throat> I suppose, like for me, like dream realistic jobs. You know, obviously, like, a dream job would be like a bassist or something. But like a realistic job would be. Um, one of the reasons why I sort of stopped YouTube was like I hated the filming side of it and like thinking of the ideas. But one thing I always loved it was the editing. I love video editing, so uh, doing sort of video editing would be quite cool. Uh, but I suppose like the dream dream thing is doing um, stuff with like art and like you know like doing that like going to different like you know doing my own art and selling it and stuff like that would be quite cool. It says uh, you know it's something I, I've only, I think again I think it was on the last podcast when I said. Um, you know, I never really sort of thought about like art before, and I just sort of got a bug of it ran- for it randomly, like a couple of years ago, just because I discovered someone on YouTube. I was like, oh, "That looks quite easy." Um, 
end up getting bits and pieces and ends up uh yeah so i do sort of do that as like a side sort of thing go to conventions and stuff and i've got like a see behind me again for the visual i've got a 3d printer um which i got sometime late last year um, you know, I've just got a graphics tablet, so I'm looking, my, again, talk about in the last podcast, my news resolution this year is to get into graphical design and, you know, that sort of stuff. So I think, yeah, doing something for myself, I think being self-employed, I think it's something I'd love to do again. And again, selling my own product. So not like selling um, my own stock and like, stock that I've, that I've bought from elsewhere. I want to sell my own stuff that I've made. Yeah. And, like, my news resolution a few years ago, uh, was to sell something that I made to someone I don't know. Obviously, if you sell something to your mum or something, it doesn't count. So, like, my first, and I did it, we went to a, we were it, uh, um, a fair at a country, at the local cricket club. And me and Nicola got a table for, like, a tenner. We put all that stuff on there. And then, like, I sold this um, thing I made. It was, like, a Reservoir Dogs wood art <coughs> that I cut on the, uh, on the scroll. So, I cut out the, um, you know, the famous silhouette of them all when they're at the beginning when they're all walking. I cut them out, and I had, like, a white background of spray painted like red across it like a blood splatter and I sold that for a tenner and that's like you know it was like selling my own stuff and I've been to conventions since so I'm sort of on my way but like to do it to the level that I want to do it which is obviously full time so I think that would be something you know where both again my work, wife and I can work together selling geeky art and shit so yeah and I've, I've, I've really enjoyed doing it it's like a really nice community like I've made loads of friends of people who artists and stuff that I've met at these conventions and stuff and it's uh, you know you, you get inspired by them and then you sort of move up move up move up so it's um, yeah it's really that's that's basically it really I hated art at school hated it <laughs> I can't draw for shit I really can't draw my handwriting is disgusting um, so yeah so it's like I'm almost sort of going against the grain but I, I really enjoy doing it even if it is just drawing like the, I mean the first thing I drew on my graphic tablet was a penis because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may be 35 tomorrow, but you know, you still got to because it's the most easy thing to sort of see how it works. I was like, right, okay, balls, penis done, cool. Yeah, now let's draw a face. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So to answer the question, yeah, I'd like to work for myself selling stuff that I've made. I get what you mean though, because um, like in school, I always thought I am not a manual type of person. I will, my job will be behind a desk <laughs> somewhere, um, you know doing something like well not not boots on the ground kind of thing but since lockdown and everything i've done so much stuff manually and stuff now like realistically job aim would i'd love to become a fully qualified butcher like oh, never well. thought i'd say that but like really enjoy it it's such a good like like it's weird like working it's kind of not retail well i guess it is butchering it at Christmas is is insanely stressful but the satisfaction at the end of it is really good and it's it, like it's, it's kind of good pressure because it's you know you're providing for loads of people and just the people you work with in, in that kind of well in the in the shop I work in the people I work with really make it kind of a aspiring career choice even though it is just well, butchering you do you don't really hear much of it but I was going to say, I've just sort of a perfect headline for you, Reese. Young Welsh boy touches meat. That's not a headline that's going to sell, son. That's not a headline that's going to sell. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, I think that's... We're currently an hour and a half, so that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Sausage. 
Uh, I, I will quickly say, can I just quickly give one more story for when I worked yeah. at um, Next Job After Blockbuster? So I won't say the name of this place because it's still about, just about. But yeah, a, um, so I worked at a shop that sold computer games. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so my manager, my first manager, so I have three managers then, the first manager, um, I won't say his name, but it rhymes with my name and it's the exact same one. Um, he was a fucking twat. He, um, basically, I got hired as a Christmas temp, and I think I was known as the box ticker because he realised that I was the that everyone he'd hired were under eighteen girls with big breasts, uh, and I was like, and I thought, shit, he thought, shit, I better hire a male, so he hired me, and he was um, a sleaze bag. Um, we went on our Christmas party that year, and there was a, a girl there who was, like, I think she was about 17. Um, and he used to, bear in mind, he was married. Um, and he used to, um, like, used to flirt with her all the time. It was really sort of like, and um, I think he was like in his 30s. Anyway, we went to Christmas party. He got drunk and he invited this girl and a, another girl back to his hotel room. So I was like, uh, I'll, I'll go with them just to sort of keep them safe, you know. So he went back with them, and he ended up in his underwear. And these girls were taking the piss out of him. They were making him do stuff like, you know, like run down the hall with just your pants and stuff like that. And I remember sort of saying to him, like, I remember saying to him at one point, you're a manager of a shop, don't do it, don't do it. Um, you know, and stuff like that, trying to sort of keep him cool and stuff. And then they both fucked off and went home. So I had to put him into bed. And he was like, um, we'll call her Frida. <laughs> he kept going. Oh, uh, tell tell Frieda that I love her. T- tell Frieda that I love her. And I went, yeah, I will, mate. Yeah, go on, get to bed. And then a uh, couple of days later, he rung me up. It was actually on my birthday, as obviously Christmas was over. And he was ringing me up to offer me the job for uh, permanently. I won't say full time, so it was fucking a couple of hours a week. Um, he was asking, he went, did I did I have sex that night? I was like, not with a person, <laughs> like you know, I don't know if we did, did myself, mate, but. Yeah, he was awful. Like he used to like um, show me pictures of like naked women that he used to speak to, and stuff. And yeah, he, he was just the worst. But he ended up getting sacked because what he would do is he'd take the uh, cards. You remember the cards you used to buy for Xbox points? Yeah. He used to take the cards, scratch them off, and then text them to himself, and then put the card back <laughs> and then put it back up the thing. And one day, my uh, the assistant manager caught him. And again, I was working. I was on shift, and like the big big boss came in with this other guy. And he went, oh, can we have a word with you upstairs for a second? And he went, yeah. So he went upstairs and about, I was sort of, I was by myself on the shop floor. I think, what the fuck, we're closing soon. So I thought, right, okay, I'll lock the door. Hoovering up. And then, like, they all came down. He went, can I, he went, can I have my phone, please? I was like, all right, then. So I gave him the phone. He walked on and I never, ever, ever saw him again. <laughs> like, Jesus. But I think he was one of those where they wanted him out for a long time. They were just looking for him, like, away. But he was, yeah. uh, he was... He was, like, awful. My managers after that were pretty sound at that place, but he was, like, the worst. Like, yeah, he, he apparently stole loads of money. And he used to, like, all of the Christmas temps he hired had, like, were very young, massive breasts. Uh, it was really creepy. Yeah, he wasn't, like, most person. And, like, yeah, that was better than Blockbuster, that place. Uh, overall, the people were nicer, uh, except when I did walk in on two people kissing, uh assistant manager and a member of staff, I walked in on them kissing and I was so hungover that day I just sort of pretended that I didn't notice it <laughs> until like a couple of weeks later when she went, did you see us kissing? I was like, yeah. 
but they've had a kid together now, so you know, it's oh. they're not together, but they've had a kid and stuff. But yeah, oh. it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a funny old world, isn't it? This uh, the the, yeah. the stories you can get from just from your, your job. <laughs> I just remembered like a, a small story. It's just coming to me now. Um, so my my business my my business my well, the place I work is joint on with like another company um, in the same building. Um, and there was this boy who was working there, and he'd been there about two months. Um, and I came into work, and I was the first one in, and I thought, oh, the lights are on, that's a bit weird. Um, and he was in the main office, which is not where they're meant to be. And he was on the computer, and I was like, what are you doing? And he went, oh, you'll see. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I went, okay. Um, so I carried on with my day, and, uh, the girls in the office came up and they went, like, "What are you doing?" And he was using the printer, and uh, he's going, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm resigning." They went, "What are you doing on the computer?" I'm, res- I'm printing off my uh, resignation letter on the computers because uh, I don't have a, I don't have a printer at home, so <laughs> so he came in early <laughs> just to print it off. And then, he, and then he came downstairs, shook everyone's hand who didn't even work for the, his, the company he was working for. I was like, right, I'm off, <laughs> and left before anyone seen him. It was just like the weirdest resignation I've ever seen, and it, oh, it's so weird. I'd only spoke to him like twice, and he was like, it was really nice to meet you, and then <laughs> shook my hand, and then formally like left. It was oh, <laughs> amazing. On that completely weird but obscure bombshell, um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If this has all gone well. It should be a video on Patreon, which will also be on our YouTube. So go and check that out if you haven't already, if you're listening to this on audio. Um, yeah, I'm going to do the plugs in a second, which will be at the beginning, which we can do. So yeah, go and check out the Patreon. Check out the link for Andy's sober six-month challenge. Are we calling it a challenge? Challenge for charity? Um, Is it a challenge the right words? I'd say challenge, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a charity. Good charity. Yeah, so obviously go and donate to that. Um, anything you want to add to plug, Reese? Plug. Yeah, your bum. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like anything um, you want to add? Or should I plug? I don't know. He's fucked no, it. Nothing. No, he's fucked I don't it. Know. No. <laughs> um, cool. Well, we will see. Oh, what we can do is we can do a little bit of a teaser for next week. Because we have got a guest. I'm preempting it because we've not recorded it just yet. So <laughs> I'm testing for it a little bit. But we've got a guest if everything goes to plan. It's a very big guest. We're very excited about it. It is a TV personality celebrity almost. We call him a celebrity. He's a TV. Um, yeah, he's, he's been on TV and he's. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, been on TV and, uh, yeah, and it's. Uh, yeah, I think I'd say. A lot of people, everyone would have heard of the TV program he was on, and I think uh, you know, I think you, everyone would have seen at least one episode uh, of it. But whether or not they saw one with him in, I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm really excited because it was like I'm a big fan of this person, so I'm, I'm excited. But hopefully, by the time this goes out, we would have recorded. Yes, we would have done. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. So fingers crossed, it all went well. I I think it did. Yes. <laughs> right. Adios all. We'll see you all in the next one. Okay, I'll
Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.